Netflix's most expensive movie ever could be better. Today I'm talking about The Gray Man. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I'm talking about The Gray Man, which is uh, the Russo brothers, uh, their big Netflix, not their debut, I don't think. I think they've had another on Netflix, but it's the biggest movie that they've made, I think, that wasn't Marvel-related in terms of costs, and uh, got middling reviews, and I kind of see why. So without further ado, let's get started. If you're a big-time Marvel fan, you probably have an affection for the Russo brothers, Though primarily known as comedy directors, the directing duo made a splash in the MCU thanks to their grittier version of Captain America in The Winter Soldier, a job they did well enough and with enough box office success that they were tagged to direct Marvel's biggest movies to date, including Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. Of course, after releasing some of the biggest movies of all time, the question remains, what do you do next? Well, how about making the most expensive Netflix movie ever made? Enter The Gray Man. Based on the book series of the same name, Ryan Gosling stars as Six, a highly capable convict-turned-assassin who works for the CIA. But when his latest mission goes sideways and Six is given some red-hot intelligence, the trained killer will have to go on the run to stay alive and protect the people he cares about. The Gray Man is a fun movie to watch that also has very obvious problems. I enjoyed myself while I watched it, while at the same time being very aware of its shortcomings. The baseline premise, with Ryan Gosling as an inhumanly good assassin with a rough past, is a great idea. Not just because Gosling is playing a traditional action hero, which means he acts like he's moderately inconvenienced by everything or all the chaos around him is just another day at the office, they literally have a catchphrase for it, but also because it means everyone underestimates him, because he doesn't look or act like the world's most dangerous man, and apparently he is. This also means that our main antagonist, played by Chris Evans, can be as gloriously over-the-top and silly in look and in action as the movie wants. And Evans is so good in roles like this. Though a lot of people like to pigeonhole him as the stoic Captain America, Evans has always had great comedic delivery, see his entire performance bit performance in Scott Pilgrim, and this movie finally lets that goonish side fly. Whether it's casually offering a supposed, offering a supposed ally or being bored by another day of torture, this is what you want your private military contractor, Batty, to be. While the film's frenetic pace, when... Well, when it comes to action, often acts as a detriment for reasons we'll get into, the action scenes are a lot of fun, constantly change locations, and add a lot of variety to the standard combination of bullets, blades, and fists. And here's where we run into the film's main problems. The first is a writing problem. Despite being over two hours long, The Gray Man is beyond bare bones when it comes to non-plot exposition. We get the impression that Six is a highly capable and good guy, but mostly because he doesn't do the same stuff the bad guys do. There are little bits like trying to avoid collateral damage during the skirmishes or trying to save innocent people, but we only get one or two scenes where we see where his heart is. This movie is desperate, in desperate need of more scenes where he bonds with people or shows who he really is, other than one monologue about what landed him in prison. It becomes especially obvious when people he, at least according to the dialogue, has a strong emotional connection with when are, and are then put in harm's way. Like, okay, cool, there was one flashback with this person, but why does that mean so much? 
The film's second problem is editing and shot selection. I should stress that the Russos aren't bad action filmmakers. They do a good job of highlighting the main thrust of each action scene, establishing new challenges, and ensuring that the highlight reel moves make it on screen. Unfortunately, the cuts and shot selection create a lot of visual chaos that gets hard to follow, especially over a two-hour movie packed with action. I'll use one sequence to explain what I mean. In a sequence about halfway through the film, Six is fighting his way through a train with a bunch of heavenly armed guys, both on the train and in pursuit. The sequence is easy to follow in that you can tell when a new group of guys is pursuing or on the train and what kind of tactics Six is going to use to stop them. But once the actual skirmishes happen, that's a lot harder to follow. We get a ton of quick cuts and the camera is constantly in motion, which adds literal visual excitement, but it also makes it very hard to tell what's happening in the fight. And this happens a lot. In scenes where seeing every blow would highlight Six's skills, we get a visual impression that is very good. That combined with the desaturated color palette really irked the action movie lover in me after two hours. Let's see the awesome. The verdict is, it should slow down. In too much of a hurry for its own good, The Gray Man is an exciting movie that lacks the necessary heft. 5 out of 10. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.